0: Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply.
2: Okay, we're recording this on a Wednesday afternoon. James doesn't know who Messayri is. Actually, that's not true. You do, right?
1: What are you doing? You're just sewering me here for no reason? Totally. Have you we were just talking about the Denver Nuggets? Yes. Where he was previously. Nice. That's why I was talking. About, <laughs> that's why I was talking about Masai.
2: I know. I just had to chirp you. Have that you? Because seen- I
1: know more about him, not that I know less. Yeah, actually, that's pretty impressive. I find him really interesting, actually.
2: Yes, he's really good at what he does. Anyway, his whole backstory is crazy too. Yes, but this is the Leaf Report podcast. We'll get Kareen and Blake Murphy to talk about that on their podcast. Uh, so, welcome to the Leaf Report podcast, brought to you by the Athletic. Uh, go to theathletic.com slash leaf report, and you get 40% off. James has black Bab socks on today, and we are also brought to you by Bab socks and the Saki Hall of Fame. Uh, I wanted to ask you a movie question, just because we
1: sometimes did, talk about did that. Did you see the game yet? People are still asking me. Did Jonas see it? No, the- I haven't. People keep asking me. Has he watched it yet? I will. And, and the other thing is that people say... Um, why hasn't Jonas seen so many good movies like Blade Runner? And I've actually seen a lot of good movies. Like I'm pretty good. With but like the classic, the, like some I've missed that everyone has seen. Yeah, some I've missed. I admit that. Did you see Bird Box? No. Huh. Anything like recent? I am like not doing a very good job of keeping up on. Okay, that's okay. I, I like when when my kids are out of diapers. I will I will go back and remember what happened between 2015 and 2020.
2: There's lots of good stuff out there. There's there's some really good movies. The Quiet Place or A Quiet Place was really good. Who's in that? Uh John Krasinski from The Office. Okay. Anyway. Um, so let's talk let's start um the podcast by talking about half a season. You wrote about the mid season point. Um I would say they're they're basically the leafs exactly as we expected for the most part in terms of no one read my story. I read your story. It didn't get a lot of reads. I think okay, because well, I
1: think because because what you're saying is like they kind of like did what people thought they would do. So like looking back at what happened in the first half, people like whatever.
2: Well, so but let's the weird thing is like you look at where they are in the standings, you look at how many goals they've scored, you look at like that stuff and you're like, "Okay, yeah, that they're about sense. they're about where we thought." And yet there's like a lot of things below the radar that mm, don't fit really. Like William are missing a huge chunk of the season. Austin Matthews being out for a huge chunk of the season, taking some time to get back. So it's like they are what we thought, and or yet I... Riley and Marner's production and even... Yeah, but like I... Riley is the one that... that is crazy. is crazy. Yeah. Like Marner, like I was expecting 90 points. um, But like there, there's reason to think that there is another level in this team, and yet there's also reason to think that they're due for some
1: regression like where do you think they are i don't even know if they've played that great yeah you look at their second best team and that's it what, that's what, if you write anything or you say anything on twitter that's critical of what they've done people are they're second in the nhl and it's they, they've been okay i mean for their talent level I, I do think that there's another level there and i don't think it's just the de- defense is poor either like it's mm-hmm. not like they're getting beat because the d's allowing a whole bunch of goals it's just I don't know. They just there's been a lot of lackluster games. Well, they can they can win a lot because they can score, and And, so like and Anderson's been so good too.
2: You know, earlier in the year he was winning them a lot of
1: games. Yeah,
2: I think it's the yeah. I guess that's fair. I just think it's like when you can score like that. Like, there have been a lot of games where they're not playing well, and then they just turn it on and they either win or get a point.
1: The Nashville game, I thought, was a really good example of this is more what the playoffs are going to look like. Every team's going to be good. Yeah. Most teams are going to have really good defense. Most teams are going to check really well. And the Leafs didn't look very good. Like, they they have a. They have I don't a, know if that's they true. Didn't they only have 16 shots on goal? They, didn't, they really didn't have a lot. Like,
2: I didn't think that they were bad for two periods. I don't think they gave a, up a lot either. It did. Like, we're going to talk about this, but like, it doesn't help in a game like that against a really good team when you don't score in the power play. Like, it doesn't. I mean, they had chances to score. Like, Matthews looked like he was going early. Mm -hmm. And that's like, to me, that was one of the better.
1: Well, he should have got a goal, right? Other than that offside nonsense. Right.
2: So, like, I don't know. There is something to that game, um, and even the Minnesota game, where they don't always play well against teams like that the teams that are a really structured and teams that are kind of like heavier bigger oh,
1: that's when they look the worst to well make. so
2: one of the, the questions that we're going to get some questions that you um you, you asked for questions on twitter we're going to get some of those but one of the questions consistently was is that a concern like given especially that they could face boston again in the first round would you be concerned with that i'm not sure i would be um just because i think if you're going to be a be a team that you, if you're going to be a team that's skilled, be skilled.
1: I don't think, like, you can change the DNA of who you are. It's not skilled, though. It's, like, they need to find better ways to get around when they're in those tight-checking games sure. against, you know, and I know that, like, coaches often say, like, get get the puck in behind them, and I, I don't know. It, it's it's almost, they have to be able to play a more patient game, I think, than, than they do. Like, that's it's, a good way to put it. But, well I think a team like Nashville is very good at that like very good at closing the gaps and Boston's the same way so I mean a game sad I mean it really looks like they're going to play Boston again unless something weird happens It looks like they got Boston in the first round and maybe the difference this time is that Toronto has home ice advantage but and you know as as someone who's going to be covering their playoff run however long it is I look forward to that I mean I think that that's good I think that that's there's chance for either redemption or to repeat. History again, if that happens. Well, do
2: you think there's something to going through it against a team like that before? And I'll explain myself. Like, when you're, I think we forget sometimes, like, how young and inexperienced their best players are, aside from, like, Tavares. Um, Like, they haven't been through a lot of those seven game series against teams like Boston. Like, Matthews, Marner, Nealander, they've been in two playoff series. Like, I I would think if I was them, And I've gone through it once and kind of saw how hard it would be against a team like that who's not necessarily more talented uh, than them. Now that you go through it once, maybe you have a better idea of how to handle it and and how to get through it if you face it again. Do you think there's something to that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, but I just think that you can't – like that – I was gonna call it an excuse, but maybe excuse is the wrong word. That explanation is only good for so long. Like they had, they had the series against Washington, uh, a really good team. They played, they played well. It was kind of like you know good work and like your first time. Then they played Boston. It's like they lose again. Yeah, yeah but but just, hang on a second. Like, I don't like, think like, we can make excuses for them this year if they don't come through in that. Like it, this is the year they need to break through, right? Certainly,
2: but it's not excuses. And let's remember, it was a seven game series, and
1: they they were up two goals like they were up they should have won that game and let's remember that like some of their best players weren't that productive and anderson didn't play great and cadry got suspended and like there were a lot of things that the, yeah. they were brutal in the first two games of the series you know there was i know there are people in the organization um that feel they should have won that series and of that course. They, they like they they blew it yeah. is, is the way that some people feel so that's they they need to be better prepared. And I look at the way they've played this season, and I'm not 100% sure if they are different than last year. Other wow. than having John Tavares on the team. Okay,
2: but that's a pretty... That's what yeah. I was going to say.
1: That's a really but big... Did, like, like, I mean, like, mindset. Sure. Are they are they better prepared? I I didn't like the way the Leafs played in, like, February and March last year. It was really just, like, kind of sleepwalking through the rest of the year.
2: Well, that's going to be uh, something that Mike Babcock is going to have to figure out this year. Because it's it's potentially shaping up to be the same sort of thing, where, like they're going to know where they are in the standings and there's not going to be like all this incentive so how do you kind of create motivation and create urgency when there isn't i guess like if i was babcock i would stress upon them exactly that like look what happened to us last year we kind of like waltzed our way into the playoffs and then we weren't ready and we lost the first couple
1: games you know what i mean like maybe no, that's 100%. the way you you build it up that's what i'm talking about is that I mean that should be a story that I write at some point, and we're just not we're not probably not close enough to yeah. maybe coming out of the all star break or something that'll be something that I write but like that was a big they weren't ready for the for the start of that series no. they looked terrible and and part of and I remember i was I was in uh uh Brooklyn they had a game against the Islanders. It was one of their last games of the year I was on that trip it was like end of March, and I remember covering that game and like the Islanders were already out of it, and they didn't they they looked like they didn't care. And the Leafs didn't seem like they cared. And it was one of the worst games I watched last year. And it's like, it was the complete opposite of what the Leafs needed to prepare for mm-hmm. the playoff series that they were about to walk into.
2: But there's reason, obviously, like that it is different this year. Their players are, are better. Like, Marner is better. Matthews is better. Tavares is obviously better than Bozak. Riley's better. Uh, Dermot's more yeah. experience. Like, there's well, lots of things. That's what
1: I liked about the midseason piece that I did. Is that if you look at the players, they lost basically nine players that played a significant number of minutes last year, and you look at the ones that they replaced them with, and they're mostly better players. Mm-hmm. Like, they're more skilled players. There's no more Uncle Leo playing 17 minutes a night, there's no more Roman Polak playing 17 minutes a night. You know what's crazy about that? I was going to put in that story that uh, 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 Komarov and uh, Polak went to the worst teams. And and we're playing less than they did last year for the Leafs, but that's not true. Do you know how much Roman Polak is playing for Dallas? He's playing more. He's playing a lot. So I couldn't use that. But but Uncle Leo is playing less for an Islanders team that is worse than last year's Leafs team. Like you know what I mean? Like they had yeah. the Leafs had a lot of players that weren't that good that were playing pretty significant minutes for them last mm-hmm. year, and they fixed that problem when they're healthy this year. Like, they don't have any players where... It, well, I mean, they do on, they have a couple on defense, but...
2: Well, and, like, even, like, they had Janssen and Kapanen, obviously, for the playoffs. But this version of Janssen is better. This version of Kapanen is better. This version of Dermott's better. Kapanen was on the fourth line last year, right? Yeah. yeah. And not this. Like, he was, like, obviously... He made an impact. For sure he didn't. He made, he made an, an impact, impact the year Washington, before. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But, like, he is a more confident player. But he's kind of, like, coming back to earth, I guess, in terms of numbers, like... We would have expected he, he would be.
1: Um, it's interesting he's going to be on the first power play unit. I guess that's something we're going to talk about.
2: Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Oh, so, that's
1: the next thing on the list. That's the next thing on the list. But Ooh. first,
2: we have to talk about The Athletic, our, our Ooh, presenting sponsor. Oh, the next thing. So if you go to slash Leaf Report, you get 40% off. If you're not uh, subscribing, give it a try. Like, it's worth it. I, I've really liked it for when stuff is happening on certain teams. Isn't it like, like $40? when all that. dollars You're better at math. But, like, when all that stuff with the Oilers is going on, it's awesome to just, like, click on the team and then just go and read exactly what's going on with the team and read um, Jonathan Willis and just, like, read what's going on with Edmonton and why they're messing up. And, like, I don't know. Like, I like that I can just kind of basically pick whatever team – something is happening with and go and read about that team does so that make my, sense
1: my role in addition to writing about the leaf sometimes is i'm managing a lot of what we're doing in canada um, the coverage and who's doing it and honestly i think that our coverage on the canadian teams is really really strong arpin on on montreal and uh Botchford in vancouver and you said willis and, and nugent bowman on edmonton and we have scott cruikshank doing features on the, on the flames there's a lot of good stuff. I mean, like you can you can really deep dive. That we had a, there was an interview with the owner of the Carolina Hurricanes, Tom Dundon. Yes, did you read that? That was really good. That Sarah Sivian did in Carolina. There's just really interesting stuff.
2: Well, and one tip like that you can do with the app is you can save the story. So if you don't have like time to read it. Or let's say you're gonna take the subway and like you want some stuff to like yeah, keep you occupied. You just download yeah. the story and you save it and yeah. and then you can read it later. That's usually what I do on the plane. Is I just like save a bunch of stories or yeah. an Uber when I'm on the road and I just read a bunch of stuff. Yeah, mostly um, my
1: stories though. Is what, yes, yeah.
2: yes, only your stories, <laughs> and then I give them an awesome rating every time. No, I vote yours down all the time. Oh, that's too bad. Um, so again go to the leaf or the athletic.com slash leaf report for 40 percent off um you mentioned the power play um so the power play has changed um i wrote about that after the last game wondering if it was time for change
1: i was babcock read your story he signed up with the athletic.com slash leaf report he read your story yeah and uh, decided to make a change.
2: Okay, well, they changed it in a way that I... I was trying to think of ways that they could change it. The one thing I didn't think that they were going to do that they've done is take Matthews off their yeah, first unit. That, is re- that was really surprising to me just because that seemed to be an issue at the end of last year. What did
1: Matthew say after practice about that?
2: He just said that that, that hopefully they can kind of get something going like it wasn't going he used the word stale which is probably exactly the word that needs to be used he said after the game against nashville that like there have been games where uh their power play has been god awful which isn't (laughs) totally true but um they needed to do something i think and yet you could also make the case that the underlying numbers all suggested that they just need to wait it out and yet i get the the need to do something do you like the idea of going back to
1: matthews and neilander so on a power play i um, well that group wasn't that good last year right like matthews and neilander weren't super productive
2: asterisk there needs to be an asterisk to that when they
1: got Janssen on that second group it got better again so continue and that's like he only played nine games so yeah. just like the very end of the year mm-hmm. well yeah I like Johnson on the power play. I like he's, yeah. he makes really good decisions and and they're putting him like down net front. Is that no?
2: He's in that that slot spot. He's in right cadre? in the middle. Yeah, and that's what he did well. Uh, I think Ian Tulloch wrote about this last year. He did well when he was put into that role they at the end of the last bumper, year, don't they? Yeah,
1: he's going to be the bumper. Yeah, what's bumper from? What sport's that? I don't know. <laughs> it's from some other sport. guess. maybe it's from like, pong.
2: <laughs> no, you know? I don't know. No. Okay. Whatever. Just just get to your point. Gosh, um. it's
1: if you look at Kapanen's career, he has not really produced a lot on the power play. No. So to take him and put him on the first unit with. Tavares and yeah, but Marner. You're
2: and, focusing on the wrong thing. The, the, well, the I, idea we're, we're going to focus on different things, and that's the one. That's the first one that <laughs> I. A, the main idea is that you're going to try to have two good units as opposed to one, because
1: okay. their second unit was nothing. Okay. Well, so captain's on your first unit with your best players. Does that make that first unit worse? Given that he is not yes. historically. Yes. Yes. So then, that second unit better be pretty damn good. Okay. but Here's here's the way I've been thinking through this. Wait, so, do you like what they did? I don't mind it.
2: I, I think here's why I think it's it's okay. I think what had happened on that first unit is Marner and Matthews, it looked a lot like Marner is always trying to force that pass to Matthews. And with good reason. Like when the guy can shoot like that, I would be trying to force the pass too. But it almost got to the point where it, it didn't feel like John Tavares was like a significant part of that power play. But they're
1: leaving him net front, right? Yeah, and
2: I don't like that. I've no. decided I don't think that's a
1: good idea. It's interesting they should I think almost have thrown. We were talking about this at the game. They should have thrown Tavares on the second unit, and then like, then you got two good units. To me, that would
2: make sense. And yet, like, I can understand it because teams were taking away that pass between Marner and Matthews. The one thing that this is kind of slammed home to me is James Van Riemsdyk is really good on the power play, and as good as John Tavares is, and a way better player, he's not quite the same as Van Riemsdyk in tight around the net in terms of like making those sneaky little quick plays play. no but what the way the, the first unit worked last year is they would they would feed it down to Van Riemsdyk and tight, or they would go to Kadri in the middle. And what was happening this year was, is they were just basically forcing it across to Matthews and not using Kadri and not using Tavares. Well, I think that,
1: that was a tactical mistake by the players on the ice, wasn't it? That like like the reason you're right. The reason that I don't think that that's because JVR is not there. I just think that they weren't going for that option. As, that's fair. Like they needed. They need to work... They call it a funnel, right? They need to use it as a funnel and just get the puck down in tight to the house in front of the net as much as they can yeah. and just bang away at it. And that hasn't been happening at all. And that was the kind of the bread and butter of the power play in mm-hmm. years past. Yeah. And I don't think it's just JVR because Kadri scored a ton of goals there the last two years in that role.
2: Well, because like it would be Marner either going to JVR or it would be Marner going to Kadri or it would be JVR going to to Kadri in the middle himself. But it's like it's lost that... that idea because it's always going through Matthews now it's almost like they were just really loading up for the Matthews shot which makes sense and yet it kind of takes away from what the
1: power play was right
2: the power play
1: was like a garbage cleanup crew like it like it's like you had talented players just like yes you know it's not like Tyler Bozak and it's not like they had like like who's good on a power play isn't necessarily always who's the best hockey player well, because like what would happen a lot is like they Marner
2: would throw it down to Van Riemsdyk, and he he'd try to score. And often what would happen is there would be a rebound and Kadri was really good at just like jumping the net and and pouncing on the rebound. Yeah. That hasn't happened at all. No, I can't think of it. Kadri that. has I think 3 power play goals. I but and I don't think any of them have been like that. Mm, yeah, I I'd, I'd have to go back and check, but the one thing that like you So let's go back to Kapanen.
1: Um so I think the part of the reason they picked him, maybe you were gonna just say this, is he's a right shot. Well, and who else are you gonna put there? And he, of all the guys that you were gonna put, he Neylander. has the best shot. Neilander. that's that's one. Yeah, thing. but then like, well, then what's your second unit? The point. The this point second of the- unit is just Matthews taking slap shots <laughs> from all over the. the- <laughs> <laughs> Do you think there's
2: something valid too, though? I I kind of agree with Babcock in a way, and I I kind of felt this way going into the year. You can't not have two functional units. Especially when you're Babcock and you like to use both units Who's a fair on the
1: amount. Washington second unit?
2: I don't know. Like 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 Yeah, some...
1: there's that's a valid point too. I, yeah. Well that's what you know what um, I think you, I think you were in Lucan or whatever in the preseason mm-hmm. and and Matthews um, was talking to like there were like two media members left in Toronto and I was yeah. one of them and he was talking about the power play and he was he was basically saying he told us before the coach told us that they were gonna load up the first power play unit, and mm-hmm. that he was going to be part of it. And Matthews went through and he listed the other teams that do it. Pittsburgh uses all their loaded guys. Yeah. Washington uses all their loaded guys. Uh, mm-hmm. Chicago. Um, but so, like Matthews was looking around the league and saying, "Why aren't we loading up our first power play
2: unit?" And you know, another answer because their power play was awesome last year, and they didn't need to load up. Like the the thing that gets lost in some of this this talk with like at least last year with Matthews on the power play. Mike Babcock shouldn't give a shit how many power play goals Austin Matthews gets. He should care
1: if the power play is really good. And their power play was really good. Right. So... But you lose two pieces and you got to do something different. And you get Tavares in there and you got to do yeah. something different. So you got to rethink it. Like, it's not... Yes. You can't just be like, we were good last year. Let's do it again. Well, we don't have, Like, we can't. You can't just, like, put a JVR jersey on the no. guy and... Well, and, and their their second power play unit literally, like,
2: has done nothing. Not literally. They have, like, a, a handful of goals. Like, I think they have one goal. Look who's been on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, and you know, part of the problem is what ends up happening is when you have all those guys on one line, usually it's either the Kadri, or sorry, usually it's it's either, I don't know, the martyr line or the Matthews line drawing the penalty,
1: which means they've been on the ice, which means a lot of the time the second unit is starting. Well, part of the failing in all of this is that the second unit has played a lot. Where, yeah. If you look at those other teams, that doesn't happen.
2: Yeah. I mean, like, Yeah. I mean, they're about a minute ahead. The last I checked, it was like around 240 average for the big guys and like 140 for the other
1: guys. Right. Well, I, I think it was Dom for us that wrote the piece looking at how much teams use their first and second units. And the Leafs were very generous towards their second unit compared to the rest of the league.
2: I don't totally have a problem with it. I also think that there is like an advantage to having a second unit that's actually threatening. Um, the question is like, can Matthews and Nealnder get that back? And I don't know if that if they can, they because like, that, what's they weren't even that good last year, right? And what's the difference in Nealnder? In I guess you know what's one difference. So I was going to say like, what's the difference between Nealnder trying to get that pass across from Marner? Nealnder's more of a threat to shoot, or, or his shot is more threatening than Marner's. Like Marner has tried to shoot a little bit on the power play, but he doesn't have Nealnder's shot. So now if I'm guarding against Matthews. I would be a little more worried about Neilander's shot. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So you're processing.
1: I, al- I almost think that if they're gonna change things up that you should just do complete some completely different things. Yeah. As opposed to like they're going back to something from last year mm-hmm. which didn't even really work that well and I mean we'll see we'll see how it works, but I'm just trying to like think of well, some different so, things they could do. Like, well, so take what I ar- from net front. Yes, yeah, so that's what I argued in my Maybe story. Maybe Neelander on that power play one on on where they've got Kapanen because he's a right shot. Sure, and he's got he's probably got a better shot than Kapanen. Yeah. yeah,
2: but if you're doing that, then where's Matthews? I told you he's taking slap shots on that second unit on from everywhere. No, I I, I think I think I liked my idea was that they should do exactly what you say. Put Tavares either in the slot or put him on the half wall, which is where he's played his entire career. He Wait, is when better. He's
1: been on the half wall where Marner is, or no? He's on been the on the side. other. I
2: think he's been on the other side. So like, at least then he's like, I guess he could play both sides. But you want Marner on that right side. Um, at least then he's like more of a threat to shoot, and he's obviously one of the better shooters in the league. Are there still more chocolates? Yes. Oh man, this God, is so it's full. like it's like a 3-year-old. I can't leave anything out and you'll just get distracted. at <laughs> my house that would
1: just be decimated We have yeah. a
2: lot of chocolate in oh, here. I so see. like there's lots of options. We get a lot of British chocolate like around the holidays and British chocolate just kicks the oh, yeah. shit out of North American stuff. Have you ever tried it? British chocolate?
1: What's the difference?
2: It's way better. I think they're milk Swiss is supposed better.
1: supposed to be the chocolate that you eat. Yeah, I try British so chocolate. So my wife's family's German, so we get like German chocolates.
2: Not as good. Why not? I think
1: their milk is different. They oh. they, they make it differently. It's well, better. Belgians like considered the. Yes. We're in a chocolate aside here. We could do the power play of different countries' chocolates. Well, what? Where is this from? Those are Quality Street. I don't know. I think I think Quality Street
2: is British, maybe. I don't know. Do
1: the research. Imported selection of caramels, creams, and fine pralines. What's a praline? You don't know what a praline is? Do you?
2: Yeah, you've never had praline. It says this is Canada. It's a nut.
1: Oh,
2: you're a nut. Oh, God. All right, let's move on. So, again, the podcast is brought to you by The Athletic and the Saki Hall of Fame. See,
1: see how many chocolates I can eat during the rest of the podcast.
2: Just see how many, like, you can – can you eat the whole box, do you think? No. That would be – that would be death. So, the, the if you want to get some socks, now is the time. They've got a discount. Uh, use the code LEGENDS for 10% off any order. That's online. So, do that.
1: I'm going to order some. i got to get some – got to upgrade my – I'm wearing these like old worn out bab socks would you if you saw like Mike sometime, would you tell him that like you sometimes wear bob socks? Well, I'm sure that I don't know someone probably tells him when they listen to this i I don't wear them to for work <laughs> i I only wear them when we do the podcast. They're a sponsor. It is definitely kind of ridiculous to wear socks with the coach's face on them when you cover the team like that's not. <laughs> You know what it is. It's Do you think it's worse if he wore them? No. If I was him, I would wear my socks. Mert socks. Yeah. There we go. Well, they're talking about making a turtleneck sweater. I think that That's I think those those would be the rage. I think you'd be walking down the street and everyone would have one of those on.
2: Have you ever worn a turtleneck?
1: Like when I was a kid. Okay. All um, right. We've gotten off track. What were the, you the reason say? the reason that I wear the socks is in support of of Jake and Tom who created them because I I like those guys and they're young entrepreneurs who have gone all in on this sock business and it's great apparently they're they had a great christmas and then the uh not just the bab socks but the Socky hall of fame stuff did really well i was in a sock store the the great canadian sock shop which is on on danforth uh near broadview or paper it's so it's on danforth and and they had a bunch of bab socks and Socky hall of fame stuff in there so there's a storefront where you can buy some there well they're good socks they're cool looking
2: socks my brother has some um okay what was what's on the list here next pralines 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 and cream you've never tried pralines and cream ice cream jeez where are you you know criticize me for my movies you don't even know what pralines are all right uh they sound like the aliens in like district nine let's add, let's go to some twitter questions did you see district nine yes that was a really good movie yeah, that's great that was cool um so some twitter questions from our buddy bob mackowitz so he had two questions we we'll, have
1: bob on the pod yeah
2: um, so, Bob wanted to know first, um, what do the Leafs do when Tyler Ennis comes back? I think what will happen is... Celebrate. <laughs> I think what will happen is Frederick Oche will come out of the lineup. parlin home will move to center. I have to say... Goat's been good, man. Frederick Oche has made himself into like an NHL player. What got into
1: Goat in the Nashville game? I don't know. He's goating everywhere. Wasn't it a shorthanded breakaway? that didn't go so well but yeah he he got the breakaway yeah, but i don't know just like he looks i got to give him credit he looks like he's <laughs> did you see dom's report card for goat no. it was it was pretty funny it was like goche uh gets a shorthanded breakaway and then like a whole bunch of question marks <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's what i think happens yeah I mean, good for him i mean, good for him we didn't see it coming no
2: uh, I still think there's lots of work to be done. Like, he still doesn't kill penalties. He still isn't great in the face off
1: circle. Like, he's. No, but he's probably only ever going to be a 10 minute guy. He's game like guy. Um, right.
2: And yes, for a team like this that's built the way they are, that's fine. It's a good
1: question. Is he better than Lindholm in that four center role? I don't think he is. Not even close to me. Um, Sounds like a story.
2: No. Uh, the other question Bob asked is what do you think the best use of Patrick Marlowe is? I think they've gotten actually to the point where they're using. Marlo better than they had in the past in that they're not forcing him with Matthews um, anymore. Like, that seems like it's dead. And for good reason, because
1: Andreas Janssen seems to really fit with Matthews. I agree.
2: <laughs> Great.
1: I, I, I like Tyler Ennis, too. I was joking when I said that... Celebra- I, I, I wasn't joking when I said they should celebrate when he comes back because, you know, playing on the fourth line, minimal minutes, he had seven goals in 33 games. Like, he he was... He was a factor, and i he was getting better. I didn't i didn't like the way he played when he was on Matthew's line, the first whatever it was. How many games was that, six games or whatever the no, season? No, it was only a few. He did not look very good, but in a depth role, he, hes I think he's looked great. Yeah, he's exactly what you want out of a, a guy
2: making the veteran minimum. Um, next question. We got a few of these, and it, it seems like the perception is wrong. Basically, the question was, why does Mike Babcock call out William Nylander? I don't think that that's ex- at all what's happened. Babcock, like to me, has been about as fair with Neander as you possibly can. Well, the thing that happens is he gets asked questions, and he usually answers what he thinks. And he's just said like Neander has to work, and Neander has to do this. And like, I don't
1: know. I don't think there's anything unfair that he's done to Neander. Do you think that? Yeah, people take that and turn it into Neander's not playing hard enough or not giving. An effort.
2: Sometimes he doesn't like yeah. that's that's I'm
1: yeah.
2: I think William Nylander's a could be a
1: really good player, but that's part of yeah, what yeah, he yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, well, I mean, like you know, like three points in fourteen games, and the coach is saying that you're not giving a hundred percent effort level. Like, yeah, I just got off the radio. I did a but see
2: again, like see, that's exactly it. He didn't say that. He just said like he has to work. He's not saying he doesn't give 100%. He said like he has to but be in. It's the same
1: thing though. Like yeah. if you're saying that the effort's not all there. That's what giving 100% is. It's like you're you're all in on it. No player is 100% in every game
2: and every play. Well, and...
1: but I hear you. Like if a guy's struggling and the coach says that part of it is effort driven, then that can sure. that like we've seen that that's happened with Babcock here the last couple of years. It, yeah. You know, it, when he says stuff like that. We talked about it last week, like this is this should not be unexpected that he's come back and not produced. You can't miss that much time like it takes time to get back. The thing that concerns me a little bit is there just haven't been very many moments in games where it's like, wow, like look at that play that he made, yes, well, and one of the things that the goal that, he scored where he the 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 shot that he made where he came around the net and and put that up top that that was that was nice yeah, well, and
2: you've seen moments like where you there was one play I forget what which game it was where he drove to the middle of the ice. And he had a shot, and it went high. Um, where it's like you see the old Neander James is going into the I'm quality listening. street.
1: I'm listening.
2: Um, the one thing Which that's, one's that's the there's a couple in there that I don't like. Don't have the red ones. Those actually have there's the red garbage ones. Garbage in here. I don't do that. That's that's not me. Okay.
1: Now you're throwing your girlfriend <laughs> under the bus.
2: But so one thing I think we do need to address is like the, the underlying numbers for Nylander look good, but there needs to be a big red mark next to those. He spent a lot of that time playing with Kadri. Kadri is getting third matchups now. Kadri not getting – he's not playing against top line. He's not playing against top pairs. He's not playing against second pairs. Those numbers are very, very, very skewed. And if you've watched the games – The
1: possession numbers for Nylander? Yes.
2: They're very – they don't mean – to me they don't mean a ton – um, because, like you said, like most games, you just don't notice him all that much, and like every once in a while, there's like a flash where you're like, oh, there's there's Neander, But generally, like he's looked like you would think a guy who's missed two months would look. Yeah, luck.
1: I mean, I did think about that. Like if you, my counterpoint to that is that the team as the as a whole has put up better possession numbers with Matthews and Neander back in the lineup
2: because he
1: he makes that line better with Kadri. Like, yes, certainly. Yes,
2: but to but say to point to those numbers and say he's played well to me is. No, I think he's played better than three points in
1: fourteen games. I think
2: he's been deserving Is he five points in fourteen games. Like he's not been. I don't know. I I, I talked to him and like last week to try to get a sense of where he's at, and like he he's feel he felt then that it was coming, and then he scored the goal the next day, and then he's kind of tapered off some. It's,
1: yeah, but Willie's kind of like I would always say that. Do you think like he's not? No, no, nah,
2: He's he, pretty. He's pretty.
1: You think he's self reflective? Yes, more than like he lets on.
2: Uh, with like big scrums of media. He's oh. like a hard nut to crack, that guy. Yeah, I'm, I work hard enough. He's like a praline. <laughs> now you know what a praline is. Um,
1: so one oh, of the. I, the one I had was a mint one. Good? Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I'm right. going to bring some more home. We should get Quality Street to sponsor the podcast. Give one to my kid when I get home. Man, then he'll be up all night. From eating one chocolate? I don't know. I don't know what. He's going to do that anyway. <laughs> Might as well give him chocolate.
2: Mini goes crazy on account of the chocolate. Um, so another question we got, we talked about this a little bit, but it, it was about do they need to get heavier players? Like, does Dubis need to, do, do we think Dubis will be influenced by I Luke, a potential series against Boston? I think Lucic is available. Like, that's what someone asked?
1: I don't think so. I think the answer is no. How can you? What are you going to do? Turnover like five players on the roster? Like, you are what you are. You built the team the way that it's built. Like, yeah. The thing that Babcock said, and he said this, I think he said this last week on Friday, is that when he talks about being a heavier team, it's not about being big and gritty, it's about being heavy on the puck. It's about back checking hard and forechecking hard and winning the puck battles and all those things. And to be, I agree with him. Like, I don't think the Leafs have been good enough in that department. I mean, some player, like, yeah. I like the way Tavares has played in that respect. I like the way Marner's played. You can go, you can pick out Janssen, but not enough of them have been. Well, and that's like, to go
2: back to Neander that's like what he is talking about when he says, like, he needs a yeah. compete harder. It's like, you need to be like, you're not taking this puck from me, like, and I'm going to fight like hell to keep it and protect it and that doesn't happen enough and like i think going through that in the, in like i mentioned before like going through that last year for them i think will be instructive what's i don't know like it's still funny like when you look at that series like i was listening to something the other day, and they are like, well, Marner, like, was kind of shut down that series. Marner had nine points. Oh, he was great. He was awesome in that
1: series. Ludo in Boston, a writer in Boston, did a story where he talked to the other, the Bruins players about what they took away from the Leafs, and they all said Marner was unbelievable. They couldn't, like, all of them. If you go back and read that story, it's like they were all saying, like, Marner was way better than I thought he was. He was the best player, like, on the ice. Not an all-star, though. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> just, that's so stupid. The league should be, like, like, how do they send... The problem, so we we recorded our
2: podcast last week like a few right, hours. There's no be- way Tavares is going. <laughs> Basically, because it doesn't doesn't make sense. The one thing we should talk about with that is, I don't understand why if you're at the league, you're not trying to sell your young stars. Not like the guys, like all due respect to Stamkos and Tavares, great players. But you should be getting the next wave, so people are like, "Man, that Mitch Marner, like in the the skills competition, he's fun." So
1: for people that didn't see it, the fans voted in Austin Matthews, and then the league named John Tavares as the other Leaf that's going to the All Star game. And there's still a fan vote going on, but for some reason Marner's not on the fan vote. Like, how is he not on the ballot? Like, that's just only Riley's there. It's bizarre. I don't know what they're doing. If if it was blank slate, I think probably the Leafs that should have went to the All Star game are Riley and Marner. And Tavares,
2: Tavares is like third in the league. Well, let's say you can only send two. But what? But the way it should be is like there should be no lead. Every team needs a rep, and in that yeah, case, well, the okay. Leafs would have three. Like
1: if we're not in. And the actually,
2: league. in that case, the Leafs might have four because like you if we're can not make it
1: imagination case. land. Then. Well, but
2: like we're trying to envision what it should be, and that's the way it should be. You shouldn't have these stupid.
1: We need to send Jimmy Howard to the All Star game. Like that's dumb. I want to see how he does. <laughs> I'm going to be watching. I'm, well, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be watching just to see how Jimmy Howard does. I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to watch <laughs> any of it. I'm getting a Howard jersey. Do you see the, new jer- do you see the jerseys? Uh, I looked briefly at them. They're made out then. of recycled plastic, ocean plastic.
2: So they've decided to be really forward-thinking with the jerseys, but not with the actual players.
1: Man. I don't know if those jerseys are forward-thinking. They kind of look like they're made out of plastic. I don't
2: know. I don't care that much about it.
1: Anyway. It's not that big a deal,
2: but like, it's stupid. Um, we have one more question here to get to. Actually, two more things. Um, there were like sixty three questions to Yeah, I can't. We can't do sixty three oh. questions. Like, what maybe the hell next is- week
1: we'll do them all. Lightning round.
2: You can do it by yourself. Um, they're all you- going to be about praying. I thought this was a good question. Um, someone asked, "Does it make more sense if they're going to try to go out and get a good right?" shooting defenseman to trade one of their forwards with term say Zach Hyman or Connor Brown instead
1: of using a prospect I think the answer is no I think the answer is yes interesting why well because I think if you're going to trade one of those guys anyway and they're going to be if you're healthy and Brown's going to be on your fourth line I would trade him to get way better on D. The only thing... The but the problem is he's not... That's not to That's what I was going to say. It. That's yeah. not going to get it. That's... Yeah.
2: It's Cap... Like, Cap and Henry Johnson are, are the kind of guys who would... And I don't
1: at. really want to trade them right now because they're so important to what the team is. Yes. So, like, the reason why you would trade a pick or a prospect is you're not giving up anything from this roster. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that you could subtract Brown and you'd be okay because, I mean, he's got three goals and he's on your fourth line when everyone's healthy. Sure. and, But, I mean, he does a lot of PK time, although love-
2: yeah, and he's a good penalty killer, right?
1: Um, the guy that, that like and Craig Costins for the
2: Athletic. Um, this is a, if you haven't subscribed for the Athletic, like this is another good reason why uh, he did like a board of like the top twenty guys, kind of in the trade conversations with like some reporting and like why where things stand with contracts and like what they would do. And the guy that came up for the Leafs was Timothy Ilugren. To me, that's what makes sense to trade. Uh, If you're going to try to get something, the question is, how much value does he have to get you that? Like, obviously, it's going to need to be more than that. Um, Like, how many pieces does it cost you in addition to him if it's getting whoever?
1: You know what the counterpoint to that that's interesting is that I was looking at the Eric Carlson trade last night and and what... The senators got and it was kind of just like a whole bunch of stuff if you can do that trade you do it a thousand yeah, times but there's that's also at you should try and do is like here's a here's a bracco and a first rounder and a bunch of stuff but the problem is like i don't think doug armstrong is Pierre dorian yeah no i think well go knock on dorian's door i guess he doesn't have any defensemen left to give away he doesn't have what you want yeah so um, i be calling the oilers every day for who i don't know you want one of the Oilers defensemen, that's what you... The problem is that they're going to be in the mix. Well, they maybe not, but they're going to be trying to push for the playoffs here, so... They're not good. Um,
2: okay, last thing. I blame McDavid. Totally his fault. Um, last thing, uh, Josh Cloak wrote uh, about Justin Hall uh, and kind of his situation. And I think one thing that we, or I haven't been fair on... They are literally doing the same thing to Hall that they did to Corrado. And I pointed out at the time that, that to me, that wasn't about Mike Babcock. That was about Lula Morello. Do you think like Kyle Dubas should do something here with Justin Hall? Like,
1: Why don't you just wave him and play him with the Marleys? Yeah, well, He's I he guess get claimed. that's the thing. Like, I guess that's the question. Is he going to get claimed? What's the point in carrying 8D and having one of them sit for 40 or 42
2: games? I don't think there is. And I think that's the right thing to the do. next
1: time that we get a chance to talk to Kyle, that has to be a question. Because I don't really understand what they're trying to do.
2: No, it's um, the exact
1: same thing. Like, clearly Mike Babcock
2: doesn't want to play Justin Hall. Like, he's not a fan. That's fine. He's played eight games? He's played a bit. Not that many. But, but like,
1: eight at least. is. And Rynchon's, you know, an NHL vet. Mm-hmm. And-
2: yeah, so, like, wave him. And, and with the idea that if you get claimed, awesome for you. He's and got another year in his deal, he's not going to get. Claimed. He's not going to get claimed. So let him go down and play with the Marlies. The thing is, like the Marlies have some, a lot of defensemen too. Yeah. Um,
1: but I well, think it's Hall's reached a, almost 27 years old. Yeah, so he's not a prospect. That's a little bit different than Levo and Corrado. Well,
2: and like it's nice to be in the NHL for a bit. But like eventually, like you just want to play. Like, it, great, yeah, I don't have to ride buses and stuff. And like the AHL schedule kind of sucks. But
1: like you're not playing most of the guys in the league want to play and want to get better and want to have a career i mean that's why they're in that's why they're doing what they're doing yeah they're not doing it to like he's going to make any he's got a one-way deal he's gonna make nhl money it's not about the money for him it's i don't know i mean it's in a situation like that i have to think he's going to want to be in a different organization because it's just clear the coach doesn't really have a lot of faith in him well and the,
2: the, the shitty thing for him is like if you look ahead to next year granted their d may look different it's hard to imagine, like, suddenly after playing five games, he's going to be a regular in, my, in Babcock's lineup.
1: Well, and why would he want to come back and be in... That's the same yeah. thing. That's what happened with Levo, is that, you know, he had a heart-to-heart with with Dubas in the spring and said, you know, like, it, it's fine if the coach doesn't like me, but I don't want to be here. Yeah. And I think this going to be the same thing. hmm And, like, Justin Hall might not be a good NHL player. We don't really know. We haven't seen him play very much. Yeah. But... The Leafs have a problem on defense, and even if there's a tiny percent chance that he could be part of the solution, shouldn't you at least investigate to see if that could be true? Well, They're not even looking at what he can do. Yes.
2: Well, and the thing to do, we've talked about this before, is on the second half of back-to-backs, he should be playing, and they should just take Hainsey out for, like, forget about Hall, just to, like, maintain Hainsey, just to, like, Mm -hmm. not give him extra wear and tear. It
1: doesn't make sense. No. So, I bet you Hansey doesn't want to sit
2: tough. Like, we're, we're like, this is like the NBA. The NHL is so far behind. Like, the NBA, they did they rest their guys all the time. Like, they don't even like it's not even a thing. It's normal. Yeah, it's smart that's
1: just because their basketball players are soft. Yeah, that's why. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just being stupid. I know. All right. Uh, just is, there, sure they know. is there
2: anything else you want to talk about? You've got. It's Eleven okay. minutes.
1: That's all right. Don't worry about my parking. All
2: right. So anything else you want to talk about that we didn't touch on? Do you want me to show you the all roster? The questions?
1: Let's I wanted to I didn't get to finish my thought on the making the lineup heavier question. Okay. Let's so let's say they go out and they acquire two players at the trade deadline that are like grittier or tougher players. Like It doesn't matter. Well, like is that gonna change what the team is? No. Aren't they gonna be on like the fourth line and the third D pair and
2: yeah, you're gonna win if the Matthews line is good, if the Tavares line is good, if Riley and Hainsey don't get killed, if Anderson the big one is like the biggest one is Anderson. Like Anderson can't keep being the second best goalie and that in every year. too, like yeah, the numbers for that against
1: Boston were horrific, unbelievably bad. Yes, and I don't know that they necessarily have a different game plan if they have to play Boston the first round again this year.
2: Well, the different game plan
1: is now you have Tavares. So and like maybe home ice advantage in game seven and yeah, so that's four games where you can control the matchups. And you're never going to switch over to saying Tavares, eh? Should we just
2: give I, it up? I, I, Should no? We give I stopped. It up? I stopped giving. I he doesn't care. I don't care. But
1: he made us do it. No, he didn't. Someone made us do it. The broadcasters. Now it's changed. Now I'm on board, and now you're not on board, and now people are listening. And well, and the other one is like Par Lindholm. Oh yeah, it's it's n- supposed to be pair. Yeah, but that's like. So I had some guy from Sweden today on Twitter saying that. If I use a goat icon for Gautier, I have to use a pear icon for Pear Lindholm. If he wants to be called Pear, he doesn't. No, to P E R. Do you want to know what's true? It's
2: like he doesn't. He said it's fine. Par is like the way you would pronounce it like here, and like Pear is like how you would say it back home. It's like it's like how you would pronounce a French Canadian name. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: Well, isn't it the difference between Patrick Roy and Patrick Wah? No, it's not. It's a, kind of the same thing. No. They, <laughs> when when Patrick Waugh first went to Colorado and all the Americans were like, why isn't it Patrick Roy? <laughs> I, remember, I remember seeing that on like the, the fans were all so confused. Isn't it Patrick Roy? That's pretty good. They were calling him Pat Roy. Um but I, I remember with uh, remember uh, Gustafson. Gustafson. That's because like Bob Cole went up
2: to him and it was like, "So how do you pronounce your name?" And he's like, "Jonas Gust- Gustafson."
1: <laughs> right, and so he it's is, like he doesn't sound like that. We don't talk like we talk different. But names, I just so. remember Ron Wilson going after some reporter for calling him Jonas instead of Jonas. I don't remember that. And Ron Wilson was like, "It's Jonas." <laughs> he, like he like got in someone's face about it.
2: I still don't actually know for like if it's Jonas or Jonas. Jonas. It's probably Jonas. I think it's Jonas because he's from Lithuania. Eh, who cares? Anyway, the players don't care. But go back to your thought. I don't like, know if our listeners care. <laughs> do they – Like, I, I agree with you. I don't think adding a player on your fourth line or whatever – makes any kind of difference like let me let me
1: i want to ask you something if they can't get a right defenseman let's say they can't upgrade the blue line like the prices are ridiculous there's no one that they like mm -hmm. do you think that they should make a deal at the deadline to bring in there's a lot of good rental players that are wingers do you think they should bring in like a really good winger so you're like the cost isn't like ridiculous okay so
2: let's throw one of the names that's been mentioned wayne simmons I
1: like Mark Stone. I mean, I. I'm well, s- the cost for Mark Stone is going to be humongous. I know, but humongous. Like, just, like, do you think that potentially they should try to do something like that? Like, it, let's say they can't make any other move. Okay, tell me what Mark Stone costs me if I'm Kyle Dubas. Just first, theoretically. First round pick. It's going to cost you more than that. Come on. First round pick and an old boot. I'm uh, trying to have a serious discretion here. Jeez. Oh, I'm going to have a chocolate then if you're going to do that. <laughs> We- so
2: okay, so let's say it costs Mark Stone, Lilligren, and a and another.
1: Well, it's just a rental, right? I think the prices pi- to rent guys is
2: coming down. Yeah, so it's going to cost you at least Lilligren and a pick, a good pick, at least. And if I was Dorian, I'd say I guess I'd, I'd probably say yes, but because <laughs> like, what are you like? I don't know what you're getting. If that was the case, sure. Like for a player like that, for sure. But like, I think the cost is going to be higher than your. I know, I'm just out. saying, like, thought, experiment.
1: Like, would you give up something that's, like, not...
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, he- because, like, what the, the question is, then, what it would do is it would probably bump Marlo down, which is about right at this point.
1: To the fourth line?
2: Well, that's the thing. Like, it's hard to imagine him playing on a fourth line, yeah. and it's hard to, to imagine Babcock playing him on a fourth line. Yeah. Um, I think another question would be, do you acquire... I don't know. Do you acquire a left shot who can play the right? Do you acquire a left shot and move someone else over? I don't know. Do you, On D, yeah, I don't know. There's oh, are there
1: more. Any left shot D that play the right side? Yeah, they're available.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to think of who. There's one in particular whose name is escaping me. I think Jalmerson definitely does, but he's his contract doesn't work. Uh, Could you get them to retain
1: half of it, maybe, and then
2: maybe? Like I like, I think Jomerson is like a he's getting perfect old, fit. Though. Yeah, and he has a couple his more years. Have
1: slowed down. And-
2: Yeah, but, like, he does exactly... The thing, what's interesting, I was thinking about this this morning, is, like, they don't totally need, like, a full number one defenseman. They don't need someone who's going to play... Ideally, they
1: would get that, but...
2: Of course, but, like, they don't need someone who's going to play on the power play. They basically just need someone who's going to kill penalties and go against top lines. Like, Jacob Truba obviously fits. Um, But that's a tough one, obviously, because of Winnipeg's position. Um, But, like, that's why Jalmerson makes sense to me, because, like, that is what he does. Right,
1: But... They the contract. Don't need point production. They just need someone no. that's not a liability in their own end. They just don't good need players. Exactly. Yeah.
2: But it's a good question. Like if you were Wayne Simmons is another one, would it make sense to add him? Maybe. I don't like it depends on the price. It de- he also isn't really how they play. That's the that's the other thing. Although he's like a better version of Hyman in some ways. Different, not the same type of player, but like a heavier kind of player. Do
1: you believe Dubas when he said he's not interested in rental players? Do you think they will won't go for a rental player?
2: Well, I believe that he's probably looked at the players that are available just like we have and said those guys don't make enough of a difference to make it worthwhile to trade assets. Right. Like, the thing is, like, that that's why, like, someone like Petrangelo makes sense because, like, you would be yeah, getting him for a lot of two playoff runs. It would be like what Tampa did with right. Ryan McDonough, right. except in the Leafs case, if
1: I were them, I would not re sign him. Right. So, all right. Would you, I mean, would you go after a winger? Yeah, it would just depend what I have to give up. Like if we're talking about you got to give up two second round picks or something, or like it's not, or like a prospect that you don't think is going to turn into anything. Or mm-hmm. the problem with trading, you got to trade Logren for more than a rental player, I think. Sure, because like that's one of your marquee prospects.
2: Mm-hmm. All
1: right.
2: So the podcast again brought to you by the Athletic. Go to theathletic. dot com slash leaf report, Bab Sox and the Sockey Hall of Fame, and Quality Street. Because James is going in for more chocolates. Like, James yeah. is just gonna be a ma- Which
1: one's the praline? Is it the orange one or
2: the pink one or the blue one? Donut, the, the, have the pink one, because I hate those ones. Well, that doesn't mean. No, <laughs> oh, thank you. I think they're like raspberry or something. They, they suck. Um, but maybe check James's Twitter page later, because he's probably gonna be posting all kinds of crazy stuff, because he's all hopped up on chocolate. Th- thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening.